Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're talking about the recent allegations that CBS was encouraging violence online. You see, CBS has this show called The Good Fight. It's a fictional, legal, political drama type of thing. And this past weekend, the show's Twitter page posted a promotional clip that a lot of people are saying kind of seems as if it's promoting and condoning physical violence against political opponents. Here's that video for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> Like I said, this series is fictional, so this whole promo clip has been scripted, but I think it's a pretty sad state of affairs when that footage could just as easily have come from, like, the outside of a Ben Shapiro speech. I totally agree. So far, no problems with this promo clip. Maybe everyone on Twitter was just being overly sensitive. Is it alright to hit a Nazi unprovoked? I was always taught to never throw the first punch. Never instigate. Defend, don't attack. Here it comes. But then I saw a video of the white nationalist Richard Spencer being punched in the face during an interview and I realized Spencer was in a press suit, wearing a tie, being interviewed like his opinion mattered, like he should be considered part of the conversation, like neo-Nazism was just one political point of view. Here's where the clip gets a little dicey. Now, I'm someone who believes that fictional work should not be censored. Creators should be able to write about whatever they want. But it should be noted that even though the show is fictional and this person talking is just an actor, Richard Spencer is a real person and him getting punched is something that actually happened. That footage of him being clocked in the face is real. Keep that in mind for this next part. And then I realized there's no better way to show some speech is not equal. Some speech requires a more visceral response. It's like Overton's window. That's the term from which ideas are tolerated in public discourse. Well, Overton's window doesn't mean shit unless it comes with some enforcement. So yeah, this is enforcement. It's time to punch a few Nazis. So to recap, this clip mentions Richard Spencer, shows footage of Richard Spencer, then refers to him being a neo-Nazi, and concludes with saying it's time to punch a few Nazis, then shows Richard Spencer getting punched. Now we're gonna get into the reasoning the character uses to justify this in just a second, but first let's call this for what it is. This clip absolutely does promote political violence, some might even say political terrorism. I'm not a censor, okay, I I'm really not. But at the same time, calls to violence, like it's time to punch a few Nazis, arguably is, especially when overcut with footage of a real person being punched in the face, that's illegal, right? I mean, in, in no place is that not illegal. I'm not a lawyer, obviously, but I'm pretty sure that if a regular person filmed themselves saying exactly what this actor was saying with the footage of Richard Spencer and everything, it would be taken down and they would be held accountable for it. However, like I said before, because this is a fictional show and it is just a character saying this, legally, I think they're in the clear. Morally though, I think this is wrong. People were right to condemn it and NBC was right to take down their tweet, which they eventually did. Sure, the show is fictional, but it's filmed in such a way that people seeing that clip on Twitter might not know that, especially since that character is referring to a real person, Richard Spencer. To which I know some people are gonna say, well, it's not the show's fault if some people are too stupid to recognize fiction. And I agree, which is why legally, I think they probably are in the clear. But imagine for a second if a show had done a similar promo featuring a far-right character espousing radical right-wing views 
right into the camera. No context that this was for a TV show or anything like that, just one full minute of talking about the reality of white genocide into the camera. Then imagine if on top of that, the clip concluded with the character saying, it's time to punch some globalists, then showed footage of AOC, a real person, getting punched in the face. There is no way that the writers or the actors or the network people or the social media teams or any anyone along that chain would have thought that was okay. And remember that NBC had to be the ones to delete their own tweet, but you can bet your bottom dollar that if things had been different and this video was about far right instead of far left talking points, Twitter's trust and safety team would have gotten to it first. Because remember, according to Twitter's rules and policies, under violent threats and glorification of violence, it states that you may not make specific threats of violence or wish for the serious physical harm, death, or disease of an individual or group of people. And it's further stated that we will not tolerate behavior that encourages or incites violence against a specific person or group of people. We also take action against content that glorifies acts of violence in a manner that may inspire others to replicate those violent acts and cause real offline danger. It kind of seems like that promo clip does literally all of that. And remember that this clip comes directly after mainstream political figures are being accused of inciting violence against Ilan Omar just for criticizing her. I think by now we've all pretty much seen this clip of Ilan Omar. Care was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. Yeah, referring to 9-11 as some people who did something, not the route I would have gone down. I mean, like 3,000 people died, pretty big deal. People don't refer to Hitler as some guy who did something, and there's a pretty good reason behind that. So Dan Crenshaw, who is a fellow representative of Omar's, was, I think, justly critical of her statements. In a tweet, he said, first member of Congress to ever describe terrorists who killed thousands of Americans on 9-11 as some people who did something unbelievable. To which Omar replied, this is dangerous incitement given the death threats I face. I hope leaders of both parties will join me in condemning it. My love and commitment to our country and that of my colleagues should never be in question. We are all Americans. Wait, what? And a lot of people agreed with Omar. And never one to miss an opportunity to get involved in a controversy. President Trump also responded to Omar's statements with a tweet saying, we will never forget. Attaching a video that contrasted Omar's dismissive words with footage displaying the horrific reality of 9-11. And apparently AOC thought that that video was a big enough incitement to violence that she inexplicably felt justified in bringing up the literal Holocaust, really. She wrote that members of Congress have a duty to respond respond to the president's explicit attack today. Ilan Omar's life is in danger. For our colleagues to be silent is to be complicit in the outright dangerous targeting of a member of Congress. We must speak out. And she finished the tweet by including a photo from the Holocaust Museum, featuring the well-known paragraph that begins with, first, they came for the socialist, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. If we're living in a world where merely calling someone's questionable statements unbelievable counts as dangerous incitement, then what does literally saying it's time to punch people in the face count as? Or are there different standards at play here since Richard Spencer is Richard Spencer and Elon Omar as a non-white Muslim woman is one of the like most protected and prized groups among intersectionality that there is? And I know there are probably some people out there looking at all the criticism this clip has received thinking, what's the big deal? The guy is talking about punching Nazis. Why would you want to protect Nazis? Why are you advocating for the rights of Nazis. And the first thing I'd say to that is that Richard Spencer is a white nationalist, not a Nazi. I disagree with both of those ideologies, but they are different. Disagree with both? 
but different. I don't think his opinions are good or correct, but Richard Spencer isn't advocating murdering people. Pretty big difference between that and the Nazis who murdered a lot of people. But if you think about it rationally and pragmatically, the only way that a white ethnostate could be accomplished in the United States in this day and age would be forcible relocation, which people wouldn't want, and therefore there would have to be violence in order to accomplish that. And yes, I agree, which is why I think that his opinions, as he has stated them, are not only morally wrong, but also impossible to ever accomplish. But understand that the exact same thing could be said for the communists and socialists who argue for their far-left utopias where no violence would happen and nobody would die of starvation even though historically that has never been the case. People having dumb, illogical, impossible, ill-informed, or just generally poorly thought out political opinions does not give us license to punch them in the face. If it did, we would all be punching each other in the face. All the time. So, there's that. Not to mention that the arguments the character uses to justify punching Nazis in the face, like not wanting to legitimize their political positions, some opinions being so wrong that they require a visceral reaction and needing to shift the Overton window left, those are things people actually say to justify deplatforming and violence against not just literal Nazis, but anyone to the right of, say, mm, I don't know, Kamala Harris nowadays. In our current political climate, when groups like Antifa say it's time to punch Nazis, more often than not, they're referring to someone like Milo Yiannopoulos, ironically a Jew, rather than actual Nazis. And again, I don't actually watch this series, The Good Fight, so this might be wrong, but from what I've read about the episode, it seems like even in the show, the term Nazi doesn't actually apply to real Nazis. As Vulture writes about the episode, apparently two characters, quote, Luca and Jay shuffle off to the sticks to act as democratic poll watchers, and that's enough to spark a discussion of neo-Nazi groups. The Red Jackets are most likely a reference to the Proud Boys, whose brawl with Antifa members led to several members of the group getting arrested and doxxed. If, and again, if that analysis is right and the Red Jackets in the show who I'm guessing were featured in that brawl really are a reference to the Proud Boys, the Proud Boys are not actually Nazis. They're not. I think at least some members are a little too happy to get into fights with Antifa for sure, but a genocidal group of white supremacists they are not. But all that drama isn't the only thing controversial coming out of The Good Fight's Twitter account lately. As Ali Alexander reports, it turns out The Good Fight has a long history of encouraging political violence. They're trying to get President Donald Trump assassinated and they want Mar-a-Lago bombed. One of their tweets has been removed, not this one. To which he included a screenshot of a tweet by The Good Fight's Twitter account saying, hmm, some of those target words look a little familiar. Thinking emoji. Did you catch any Easter eggs in this scene from the one where Diane joins the resistance? Hashtag the good fight. And as you can see close up in the image they included with the tweet are two lists of words, with one column reading assassinate President Trump and another featuring the words eliminate Mar-a-Lago missile projectile. Now ordinarily, since the rest of the words in the column seem pretty random, I would say that people are probably looking into things too much. But keep in mind, the good fight's own Twitter account shared this image and asked if people had caught any Easter eggs. Come on! Look, I don't watch this show, obviously, I can't boycott it, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't let the show know and let the network know that this is not okay. And if anybody thinks that I'm being too persnickety about what broadcasters should and shouldn't be able to air, keep in mind the kind of minor things that end up with conservatives getting boycotted. As the LA Times reported in January of this year, quote, a couple of days ago, the Red Lobster restaurant chain announced that it was bailing out on Tucker Carlson's Fox News TV show, becoming at least the 20th advertiser to pull 
pull the plug. And the outlet continued that the boycott of advertisers on his Fox program began in December after he spoke on the air about waves of immigration of people with high school educations or less. Our leaders demand that you shut up and accept this. We have a moral obligation to admit the world's poor, they tell us, even if it makes our country poorer and dirtier and more divided. People called for him to be boycotted after that. So no, I don't think I'm being a snowflake for merely not wanting NBC to advocate political violence. And that's not even to mention the time that David Hogg called for boycotting Laura Ingram just because she made fun of him not getting into universities. So if I'm being overly sensitive by saying, hey, it's probably not a good idea to say that we should punch people in the face, I don't even know what that would make these people. The show is fiction, I totally get that, but they are talking about real people, and if the shoe were on the other foot, there is no way this would be tolerated. But I would love to know what you guys think. Did the show go too far, or am I just being overly sensitive? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.